Earthlings, and yeah, we're already losing it. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She, uh, it has been, it's been way too long. It, it, yeah. it really has. Oh, and this works better if you do take your hand off your mouth. <laughs> But uh, she is a comedian you have seen on Last Comic Standing. She is a mom, a Huffington Post contributor, and the author of the children's book, Little Libby and the Right to Vote. It is always great to have her with us. Katie Massa. Kennedy, welcome. Okay, I'm going to... Okay, this is is what I was doing because I am so caffeinated right now, but I can't stop my mouth from moving. That's that's what we in the industry call a good podcast guest. <laughs> so I am going to remove my hand from my mm. mouth right now because it's it's my time to shine. This this it truly is. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I t- uh, never mind. <laughs> well, no, I was going to ask, you know, they they say uh with lawyers you you never ask a question to someone on the stand that you don't already know the answer to. Uh-huh. And I think Depending on where you want the conversation to go, uh, the same would go with hosting a show. You know, it's kind of like this could go one of two ways. And if it goes the other way, I don't know if I'm ready for that. No. And, you know, Mm -mm. then there will be a lot of editing. Ask very pointed questions with a very limited, yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, scope, you know, but then like with it, if you do want to engender conversation, then you you do ask the open-ended questions Mm -hmm. and and not a good day not a good idea though today well i i think on on depending on the topic okay introduction maybe not (laughs) fair enough (laughs) let's talk about some disputed facts about you no it's it's not even there ah but thank you for being here uh i i can already tell it's gonna be a uh a very lively show Mm -hmm. so looking forward to it as always we are also joined by comedian scholar golf fanatic and the black voice of reason it is always a pleasure to introduce mr time and ship welcome sir uh power to the people dave good to be here uh with miss uh miss kennedy yeah (laughs) it's going to be one hell of a show oh my god it is and we have a woman today so we can cover a particular subject we it it has been uh three weeks of of just dude panels so very excited to have a woman in the room because it does open the conversation up as you know as i've mentioned don't like being in a room with a bunch of guys talking about abortion because that's kind of how we got into this trouble in the first place. Mm, so mm-hmm. I'm going to take what you said and take a warm bubble bath in it. It's well, you know, life is not Gilligan's Island. The cure for getting hit in the head with a coconut is not getting hit in the head with another coconut. <laughs> strangely, strangely enough, and I know this because. I'm a doctor. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, and it is a beautiful day for Dodger baseball. It truly, truly is. It normally I say that facetiously, but uh no, we are we are going about it uh, in a very factual manner. Although, and we will talk more about this later on in the show, I do think this is the year the Cubs are gonna go all the way. This is their year. 
I'm assuming that they're not in the playoffs or anything like that. No, they're okay. way out. This is that's sort of my commentary on the uh, MAGA crowd going, "Oh, he's going to be reinstated as president." No, ah, no, okay. that's yeah. Cubs are out. Trump is out. One of them is a bummer. The other is a godsend. And we will talk more about godsend bummers, whatever. Okay. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. Available in Delta Variant. Everywhere. Now and when you least expect it. It's Unmitigated Spread Variants because it's time for another peak. Well, it is... I I mean, not necessarily time. I'm not saying we're due. But we are getting... You wouldn't know it from the weather here today. We are getting back into uh, everybody cower indoors because climate change is making winters unlivable in parts of the world. And you know it's winter in L.A., at least I do, uh, because the coconut oil in my kitchen cabinet, solid, once again, meaning summer has come to an end. And uh, the old bartender knuckles are are back and cracking. So... Well, winter in LA. I want to jump in and say that I blame my inability to arouse on my not wearing my booty shorts today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Didn't think you still had it in you, did you? It's although you know it's the it's old not girl like still got it. The yeah. the singular symptoms, you know, it it could be indicative of other things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, I don't know if my confusion is new. <laughs> I know it, it. if it is, it blends really well with the pre-existing confusion, which is uh, maybe a coping technique. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've accepted it mm-hmm. into my life mm-hmm. as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> confusion. It's my thing. I do know a few things, though. I know that it is the 42nd Saturday of the year, and being the 16th of October, that also means it is National Sports Day, National Dictionary Day, National Liqueur Day, and National Sweetest Day. So, cheer on the Dodgers, but choose your words wisely, and be cordial when you're sugarcoating it. Oh my God, cordial. How about that? Cordial wow. liqueurs, huh? Wow. You see, you see where we went there? Wordplay. Mm-hmm. We do that. One of our things here on this show, but not Patch all of our things. Patch in the box, things. here we come. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> missed opportunity. Patch in the box. 
yeah. it's, I mean, if you're going to, to put a, a seasonal business, being a pumpkin patch in this case, at an abandoned jack-in-the-box. Yes, Dave is referring to them having paved paradise. And put up a pumpkin patch in a parking <laughs> lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of alliteration there. Yep. It works, I think, <laughs> a little bit. You know, another thought, like because there was a musical cue that came into my head when, when we were talking about the uh, the abandoned jack-in-the-box. There are so many like post-COVID, but also just real estate in LA. There are so many abandoned businesses. I, I really... I, I think it's a missed opportunity for the uh, Mystery Incorporated, the Scooby-Doo gang, to to be solving mysteries. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a missed opportunity for cat cafes. <laughs> no, I think we're doing all right with that. Uh, <laughs> I think the uh, the city's cats are nid like I I don't know how long ago it was like maybe a couple months, but I uh, was talking about working on a shoot late at night downtown and standing out in the alley having a smoke. When all of a sudden, well, yeah, because they don't let you do that indoors in LA. It's yeah, they're they're persnickety about that. I didn't know there were many alleys where you can go smoke, but I guess downtown LA. Okay, there you go. One behind most every building, unless it's a parking lot. Uh, But then there's an alley behind that, unless it's (laughs) another building. In which case, behind that, from the parking lot side, is a street. But then another building and probably an alley. There's well, downtown is just you know, spreading. But I, I felt like I was in like a bizarre nature documentary or like a, a Walt Disney thing about lemmings uh, because I'm standing in the alley and all of a sudden just like rats aplenty came like storming up the alley. And it was just like, yeah, uh-huh. Yep. The look on your face was, it, it was very disturbing. You know, unfortunately, like they stuck to the sides. They have a healthy fear of humans, but there, yeah, it was, it was just like Jesus Christ. Like, is is Godzilla coming? It was, it was like there was some the rats swarming in one direction, signifying that something huge is coming behind them and dangerous. Earthquake. Uh, wasn't though? It fortunately, like, don't know what it was. Maybe they just, you know, they were running a crafty. They heard hot snack was out, but I think you know. Let's instead of cat cafes, let's let's encourage the city's cats to stay outside, dealing with that rat problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they cut it down, then then we can welcome them into our restaurants. But until then, cats, you got work to do. <laughs> and you can't have just any kind of cat to take out a rat anyway. You got to have alley cats. Oh yeah, feral. Alley, yeah, you know it's. They're they're kind of like politicians. They you really don't want them in your house, but you got to admit they largely do the job they're supposed to be doing. Politicians? Well, all right, maybe a bad example. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, speaking of politicians, we are 270 days into the Biden administration, and as of today, we've got Timberney. 723,931 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 44,859,166 confirmed cases with about 218.3 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 188.7 million of them fully 
vaccinated, including the three in this very room. So, and I am definitely going to get my get it taken care of quick. The uh, flu, as well as the get my booster. I know they keep worrying about people. You know, well, can you get both of them at the same time? Is your arm going to fall off? And it's like. I don't know if you guys saw that Gupta, uh, Sanjay Gupta, talked to Joe Rogan for... Um, three hours. Three hours. And Gupta? Guy- I thought that was... Um, <laughs> what's her name's uh, company? Gwynny. Oh, Gwyn- no. That's Goop. <laughs> oh, okay. Goop. okay. Goop, Gupta you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and he talked to him, and, and I was like, come on. You know, if there's anybody that is out there, you know, um, getting attention for some shit, it's Joe Rogan. And Rogan, I mean, I sat, I, sat, I sat back and said, you know, Jim Jones didn't have an internet. Can you imagine if Jim Jones had the internet? <laughs> We'd be fucked. All these motherfuckers. He didn't have an internet, and he got people to sell their shit and go clear to another country without an internet. If he had an internet speaking to Trump people, this shit, it would be an apocalypse. It would be over. And he would do everything in the name of Jesus, and he would be screwing everybody's wife. Well, tell him, you know, I would say there there may not be a Jim Jones, but there's there's a shitload of Jones Juniors out there who are you know I'm, everybody's I'm, I'm, everybody's like. But I'm saying he didn't have the internet. Oh these no, guys, no, 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 these guys absolutely. have the internet. If he had, remember the power that he had without an internet. If he had this, what he's got with all this information. That he has, and what Trump was able to do, dude, we'd have—I guarantee you—we'd all have bazookas. We'd all be buying bazookas to kill all the fucking people. It'd be over. Well, I'm just—I'm just, I'm just thinking. Know, you of need how to the, do a bazooka here in California because a flamethrower is just—it's well, gonna, I, you know, potentially I, I, too much property damage. Well, I don't know because you know, <laughs> they're making them a little bit better now with with a nice stream. Yeah, uh, but I, mean, I would, you know, and, and I as, also thought of a crossbow too. I thought, you know, crossbow or you know, a little John Rambo type stuff, you know, to, to get them because we're going to need it. It's not not bad to have on hand, but yeah, no. As as an aspiring flamethrower enthusiast, yeah. uh, I I I've seen the short range flamethrowers, and like uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Elon Musk was doing flamethrowers as like the promotional item for uh, for his big drill for the Boring Company. They were they, like, I guess it was sort of their, you know, venture capital funding round. And they decided to get money from people by selling branded flamethrowers <laughs> for 500 bucks. And my sister, you know, love her to death. As like an awesome big sister, she asked if I wanted one. And I'm like, well, Damn it. yes, I do. But. 500 bucks no and i it you know it would look great on the shelf but i unfortunately because california is flammable i wouldn't be able to use it uh-huh. but i would think like half of the fun of a flamethrower is the distance you know and there's there's the old george carlin bit you know about uh, wanting to set fire to those people over there yeah. and i think that's the fun of it is like you know you don't want to get up close to, to use a flamethrower on no. someone, you know, that's what knives are for. Well, no, no, they, they, they make them, <laughs> you get to an army issue. The one I was looking at was an army issued flamethrower that burned at 100 feet. So yeah, that, yeah, I want yeah. that distance. I want like yeah, what uh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio had in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, you know, my sister bought like me. You a, can use it from 20 feet away, yeah. but equally as effective from yeah. 50, you know. My, my sister bought me a BB gun. Uh, you got, you, she offered you a flamethrower. My sister, 
actually got me a BB gun until they saw me walking down the street in Missouri <laughs> and said there's a black man walking down the street with a rifle and uh, came to my came to my house. You're saying <laughs> oh that's that's God. that's a problem for the folks back yeah. in Missouri. And they were all they, you should have saw them. Tell them to come out, man. They were all out in the front yard, <laughs> down on the ground. Had the had the guns cocked. Oh hell yeah! My mother walks out in one of those old dusters. You know, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Oh, we know he's in there, ma'am. Tell him to come out with the gun. What the? And she thought she said, "Timon, goddamn it, get your ass out here and show these men what they got." Oh no, I was under I was under my bed with my dogs hiding in front of me. Like no, I'm out. I gotta get. I was a freshman in high school. And uh, that's not, they didn't take my gun then. They took it later when I tried to play Hunter. In yeah, the, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to uh, the, the detrimental effects of, of cults, uh, yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the big stories, just it, not even just this week, but you know, re- it ah, didn't even rear its ugly head. It just, uh, it's been there the whole time. The whole, the whole issue that, that the Trump cult has with vaccine mandates and I, I spent a good amount of time thinking about this this week because I haven't had an office job uh, in a while. And I think from the people I know with office jobs, they're still not office jobs yet. Like most of my office job friends are still working from home because, you know, COVID. But looking at what's happening, uh, especially in, in nursing and the, the hospital side of the medical industry with people leaving their jobs because of vaccine mandates i'm not i'm not getting a vaccine i would think you know the workload may be heavier on the people that are still there but from the anti-vax people that i've experienced online and in real life pre-covid I would think going to work is a much more delightful experience these days. <laughs> like I know, you know, working working on set and working on, you know, TV shows and movies like not worrying about whether I'm going to hear a conversation at work that's yeah, my portion of what I'm overhearing starts with well I know a lot of people have issues with the idea that the earth is flat, but hear me out. Uh I I have not heard that since, you know, the last year since we've been back to work and especially since uh, the vaccine mandates have been in place. Right. And I'm thinking like, especially in nursing, this this is probably a good sign that the folks who remain in the field are the ones who believe wholeheartedly in medical science. Like those are the ones who I would want taking care of me. You know, I'm, I'm biased. I'm. I'm a doctor because I paid twenty dollars to an you're online biased. church, but I admit it, and that's that's the first step. See, we uh, okay. First of all, we moved on um, before I could tell you that a very nice alternative to the flamethrower, if you're interested, is you watch the the knife show and you get yourself the White House sword. I bought one for my husband, and he was quite pleased with that <laughs> with that gift. Um, is it Sheldon White House? The the representative? No, 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 just the White House, and it had the 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 base of the sword is is a is is the white house it's really quite oh, quite stunning that sounds uncomfortable to hold though yeah it's it's a lot it's heavy so if you want to use it to kill someone you really you have to be dedicated it. you really have to work for i it. think that's a great idea for for most weaponry you know it's like yeah make it make it it doesn't necessarily have to be as painful for the user as it is for the uz but yeah put mm-hmm. 
put tiny knives on the handle of the knife. <laughs> but <laughs> you, as far you're as you're gonna the, stab someone, you're really gonna mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think of what it'll do for heavy glove sales. <laughs> the Falconers will be pissed off because their supply is gonna go down. <laughs> need I need my heavy gloves. Ah, sorry, we just sold them to a bunch of stabby people. <laughs> but happens. the whole the whole um anti-vax thing i realize it's you know obviously we know it's it's you know this nebulous freedom thing and it's all these different ideas but all all it really is is being is is wanting to be a contrarian dick yeah that's all that's really all like that like that basketball player who i just realized that see i see the name written and i pronounce it like um down the road that i must travel yep yeah but it is not pronounced curious yeah it's pronounced Kyrie. (laughs) Kyrie. Kyrie Eleison. Kyrie. Yeah. No, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Eleison is okay. Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the, the thing about him that, that makes, I mean, with any of these basketball players that, that you think about it, um, he's complaining now, well, you know, I, if I, you know, uh, I believe it, it, everyone else should, I mean, every, it's okay. I, it's not, I'm not against vaccines. I just don't want anyone telling me what I have to do. Whatever. Really, it's not even the NBA that's making him get the vaccine. It's the state of New York. You can't, and other states. Now, you know, you can't play with the team. Okay, you and and I'm still even when I like, think about what Joe Rogan said. I'm like, dude, you could not in the in the United States. You couldn't go anywhere, get into any school unless your mother showed up or father, which your uh, uh, your shots. You know, you had to show right. that your child has had all their shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, our science—it's better today than it was back then. We are so advanced; we can make an ear on a fucking printing computer on the back of a mouse. Yes, we can make an ear. We're we're giving people faces. You can get a whole <laughs> face. You can get a new face. You guy got we, his we face. We can give them new ears, new, but we can't make them listen. Yeah, I, knew, I, knew, I knew he had one. Oh, he's good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just—I mean, just you can of what we've done so much, and and now these guys—I don't want anybody telling me what I do. I don't, but but and the death just keeps happening, and then all of a sudden, and then they said, but then you get pissed, you know, when we don't want to let you in the hospital. Well, because now you're forgetting that we got people with heart problems, we got people with cancer problems, and everything else. And you want to say, well, save me, save me, save me. I can't save you now. Well, and also, like a lot of these people, and kind of going back to the whole Republican argument against Obamacare with the death panels, is, you know, these people, well, that's that's discriminatory. We're going to limit care to people who haven't been vaccinated. It's like, really? You go ask an alcoholic how, how they're doing on the waiting list for a liver transplant. Right. And, you know, because there there are standards. And it's... Yeah, when well, it comes to to healthcare and stuff, and this this certainly isn't the liberals' fault. I would say this is the fault if if you have to like you know go up the food chain right. to, to put the blame on someone. If Republicans hadn't insisted on healthcare remaining a business, therefore making it you know have to remain profitable, then maybe they wouldn't have to ration care to people who are going to have the best potential outcome well well, that's why inequality that's why inequality exposes i mean so much of what is going on in our society i mean the 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 pandemic exposed the inequality that we have it's also gotten to the point where we're in a a 
meritocracy, meritocracy, meritocracy yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of a aristocracy. Uh, we we've gotten to where we we're, we're battling to 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 hang on to not only are the parents now that all they're like part of that above middle class or people are trying to get to middle class that when they get a nanny they they make sure that the nanny has a degree in psychology so she can take care of their kids and be able to do all the things that so they can get transferred and then they say oh well we can't we don't have the you know but people are still trying to work toward that instead of just you know working to to just to be able to take care of their family and no everybody it's never enough is what i'm saying there's right. never enough but, and mean, they keep adding stuff to, I, to what I, we're doing i think the fact you know if you look at it from a, a cynical point of view which i i tend to do that uh is that we do have an aristocracy that has spent and very effectively spent a lot of time and energy on convincing everyone else that it's a meritocracy and that, you know, you just need to work harder. It's a big fucking pyramid scheme, basically. Right. And everyone's buying into it. And this is, this is actually sort of forcing a segue that I was going to get into with the, uh, with the vaccine mandates and, and people, you know, leaving right. work. One of the other big examples that I've been watching in the news with a bit of delight is what's going on in Chicago. And I think this is, this is going national, but the, the police union, the fraternal order of police is arguing against having a vaccine mandate for the cops, which I mean, kind of cracks me up because I think, you know, and this this is white privilege talking, mm -hmm. uh, seeing the humor in the situation, because I know how this would end for for any black motorist who tried this. But I would love for someone to get like pulled over by the cops and like, like license and register and roll, roll your window down. It's like, you need to show me your vaccination proof first. <laughs> you show me you're vaccinated and I will roll my window down. Right. If not, you call HQ and get another officer right. because I... You're here to protect and serve, and you spewing spores into my car is doing neither. Right. Well, and a, yeah, there, like I guy, said, Black Motors tries that. Well, you're at the very least going to be on the hook for buying yourself a new window since the cop smashed it with his mag light yeah. to be able to pull you out of the car. Well, the, the, the and then give you COVID. A black dude at my job, we're at we're at work, and you know, working in probation, he wanted to turn the whole. Uh, vaccine and the kids not being locked up the way they used to be and they're getting away with shit into a liberal thing. And I said, why is it that you guys always go liberal? If that it's liberal that, that did this. I said, dude, that's like saying it was liberal the reason why you yanked out guys getting their licenses to become plumbers and, and mechanics out of high school. You got rid of all that crap. You got rid of everything. You tried to privatize everything, which is the reason why we don't have health care. But locking kids up, when you find out, and I had to break it down for him, I said, when you find out how much money we spent to lock that badass fucker up, I could have spent that money educating him. But guess what? You wouldn't have a fucking job. You wouldn't have a job because you're not making money off the breaking down of the family structure. You're not making money. People are not well, making not money even, off the You back. wouldn't have a job. It's that the shareholders wouldn't have a profit. Right. You know, and then, so that 275 grand that we would be spending, okay, could go, should have went elsewhere. It should have went back into the community. You well, keep should talking we, about Shouldn't we give them vouchers to go to private schools where they can be indoctrinated? <laughs> 
But then again, <laughs> you keep saying that you want everybody to do the same thing everybody's doing. Right. But, but you but you didn't you didn't you haven't set it up that way because if that's the case, why can't we keep why why don't you want us to build houses in certain areas? Why? Because you're worried about the value of your home going down and that means you don't want this particular person living in your See, your but that's again, that's just the liberals trying to shove their agenda down. And and you know, you ask your friend, why is it always the liberals? Because if it wasn't blamed on the liberals, then the quote unquote party of personal responsibility would actually have to take uh, personal responsibility. Well, and yeah, we can't have that. It goes down to the remember the can't have that. we had the you know as we were talking to meritocracy, you had the parents who were getting their kids into these elite schools lying. We had movie stars lying to get their kids in these particular schools that. Now they're getting rid of the SAT scores and everything. Why? You didn't need him there in the first place. Either he can get in and go to school or he can't. You can't keep saying that he's not, well, well you know, unless I take this test and everything. That's why everybody was going to. That's why uh, um, a two-year school was free. It was free to go to a two-year school because it gave the, the person. But now you kept jacking the price up because now you're putting a value on education so much to the point that I can't afford this. You say, oh, well, the shareholders know. will not be ignored. And we can't we can't get the we can't get the vaccine, you know. But then when you when you when you call it a liberal thing, you're you're, you're saying these are the people that are making it hard for you. Oh, no, no. I just want the same thing. What a public school was a public school. If you wanted to go to school, okay, it was free, but you had to have your shots to stop, you know, to so stop. So wait a minute, are you, are, are you suggesting that our tax dollars should be used to fund public institutions like schools that are going to make society better by having a larger educated population? Yeah, yes, but they keep saying crazy man. It. Yeah, but they, 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 <laughs> they keep saying that your freedom is being taken, and I don't. I just I don't feel I'm that. I mean, I mean, we yeah, all no read. One's, no one's taking your freedom. They're just calling you out for being a dick. Going right. back to what yeah, Katie was saying, right. you know. I mean, I, I, and, and I, I, I mean, do you feel like we said on the show last week? You know, freedom I, does not mean freedom from accountability for your actions. Right. But but do you feel? Do you feel your freedom is being taken? Do you feel that way? Do you feel when I, you walk up, you when know, you wake up in the morning, I like I can't make my coffee, I can't uh, get in my car or walk. Well, I, yeah, but once I leave my home, then I am at the mercy of of idiots who won't get vaccinated or wear masks. So, yes, I I do feel like my freedom is being taken away, but it's by them. And I, it's funny. I had this conversation with someone this week who is bitching about masks and everything, and I'm like, look. The way this is going to end, where nobody has to wear masks anymore, is by tamping the virus down. At this point, I think eliminating it is, you know, pie in the sky. It's not going to happen. But we need to, like, get as close as we can to eliminating the virus before we can get back to something closer to what it was before the pandemic. So... Yeah, it's an inconvenience. We have to wear masks. But you know what? If if that is what is going to end this, then let's wait, fucking wait end this. Joe Rogan's told Sanjay Gupta that the only re- people that should be getting the shot are the people who have uh, 
underlying illnesses. Yeah, and, and where did Joe these, Rogan get his medical uh, degree? Right, he's, that's what I'm sitting there saying. This guy is trying to tell Sandy, like, he, I studied all of it. And he tells people how smart he is. He thinks he's the greatest, smartest person. I did in the my world. own research. Right. And so he says, well, I didn't need the vaccine because, you know, I'm healthy. I'm an athlete. I blah, 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 blah. I've done all of this and I've done all of that. And Sanji basically told him, dude, it's great. He said, but still. If you'd have just got the shot, you wouldn't even have to go through all of that. Yeah. You know, I, you, you, yeah. you know, I was just thinking the other day, and I spent a lot of time thinking about this, is that part of being part of a society is surrendering some of your personal freedoms. I mean, is that, I mean, is that true? You know, if you were not part of any kind of society at all whatsoever, you could just do, you could just freaking walk and take a shit right in the middle of the street and just keep walking. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but hey, they, but they know, are doing like, that, though. You, they you are taking, <laughs> they that, was are a bad, doing. that was a bad example. Uh, yeah. That, but I mean, it's, it's no, you know what I yeah, mean? Like it's, I should it's, be free to, like, you know, take my baseball bat and go attack uh, the car that's up on cinder blocks in, in your front lawn if, if we're all going to get that same freedom. Right. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, and I, I, feel, I just feel like in, intrinsic. In, I mean, maybe in I shouldn't be able to society. charge other people to take the baseball bat to your car, but I should be free to do that. Well, you're fighting for the, you're talking, I mean, because people get to the point about individualism and, 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 you know, you have the right to be the individual, but you are still, you know, you're still part of a team. You know, because we have to live together. And they said, so when they tell you, when the science say, hey, man, we got climate issues. You know, now the homeless are going to tell you, hey, dude, I got a homeless problem. I, I don't give a shit about the climate. Well, but you should because you just can't shit on the street because that what you just did would, can bring typhus and disease and kill more people because you don't have a home. But if you get up off your ass and go to where we tell you to go and get you a place to stay and get up off your ass, because some people have gotten to the point in their mind, I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to work. I don't want to do this. But yet. I want you to be able to go. I should be able to go sleep in MacArthur Park. Not when the other guy's telling you, fuck you. I pay taxes to make sure that park stays clean. And I don't want you to just be able to piss and shit all over the place and just screw everything up. And then I got, you want me to, I got flies everywhere because you don't want to get up off your head and you got a drug problem, but yet you don't want to go get help for your drug problem. You don't want to get off drugs, but yet you want me to be able to allow you. So I get there with the average American is saying, look, I understand you need help, but you don't even want to help yourself. So now I got a problem, but I can't let you destroy what my tax dollars is paying for. Can't let you See, do that. You know, you know, I think the, the obvious solution is that the homeless people need to e either in groups or individually uh, incorporate themselves. And then every horrible thing they do can be excused because they're a corporation. It's well, they're standing, we like they're, they're standing like they're a corporation. It's, they didn't mind. I mean, they wouldn't even. I'm not them. Smelly Pete. I'm Smelly Pete Incorporated. Yeah, I mean, and and we have we have carbon offsets, and, and it, as a corporation, we are allowed to pollute the waters of MacArthur Park Lake just so much. I mean, we gotta, the one thing you cannot do, though, in MacArthur Park, you cannot leave the cake out in the rain. MacArthur Park, Jimmy Webb, really? No, I don't know that. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think. Oh my God! Oh wait, that sounds familiar. It's a nineteen. Right. Oh, Richard rain Harris. Rain Richard. Yeah. No. No. Fuck that. B.J. Thomas. Shit. Irrelevant. 
Butch Cassidy and Sundance later. We're talking one of the greatest American songwriters and the monstrosity that he and Richard Harris unleashed on the people of the world, MacArthur Park. <laughs> yeah, which, which is now fenced off. Yeah, now they haven't got to the other side. And they know the homeless people. So this black dude's on television, he's crying. I mean, I need a place to stay, and I've been on this for 23 years. I'm like, dude, you've been homeless for 23 years? What are you doing? At that point, you're just camping by circumstance. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. There you go. I mean, but I, mean, I, you know, I wrote that like joke years ago when I was still living in Chicago before like tent cities of the homeless. Like, and it's like, yeah, that hasn't aged well, and not like in the oh my god, I can't believe that was your viewpoint back then. Right. Just in more in terms of. Wow, look how much worse the homeless problem has gotten. Yeah. Well, they don't have the sign work for food anymore. The guy told me that's that's so 80s. We don't do that anymore, Ty. So, so now, now, now it's, it's just, all now, Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah so it's got all, this, <laughs> all these goddamn signs, but none of them say work for food. Nobody wants to work. This, it's all give me, give me. Whereas in, even a hobo, I don't know if you remember the hobos, but the hobo always worked. Even though he rode the trains, he would say, hey, ma'am, can I fix your fence for a meal? And the woman would fix him a meal, and he would cut the grass, he would fix the fence, and he'd get a meal and make a few bucks and be on his way. And they would ride the, you know, ride the rails and stuff, you know. But these guys don't even, you know, they're not doing that now. Now you got college kids that are homeless, you know, the kids that, because shit, just trying to pay for a two-year school. You try to go to University of, of what, Santa Monica, you know, Santa Monica, that shit'll cost you. Well, but, I just want to say, be clear say? and say, say that say? I don't think that it that people have gotten more lazy, and that's the problem. That's the homeless problem. No, all, no, all no, the no, money, no, 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 all the money has been like, if you look at the income inequality in this country, it is absolutely laid at at those feet right uh, uh, there. Uh, uh, well, I, what I was that's crazy. What I, what's happened? But that's what I was trying to say is that yeah. if we when when you look at what they're doing and trying to, it's never enough for them. You know, I mean, Bernie Madoff was a successful businessman. It was his behavior that got him in trouble because he wanted to be a billionaire. He wasn't that he wasn't that he wasn't successful. Dude, it made over two hundred and fifty million, but it wasn't enough. And so now this little one percent, or what do they call them, nine point nine percent, or something, of of there's a very small percentage that are they're not rich, rich, but they're right up on almost there. They're worse because. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses, and there's also suppressing those that are trying to come yeah, up. Yeah, it's and like BMW drivers in L.A. Like, you know, they're worse drivers than the Mercedes drivers, yeah. seemingly to compensate for the fact that they can't afford the Mercedes, but they got the BMW. Right. Hmm. You know, and, I've and, just and noticed that driving, like, mostly on the west side. But, yeah, it's that. I'm a, In order to become what I need to be, I need to be worse than them. Right, but it's like I'm, I'm talking to guys at, at my lounge, and they they would tell me, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, the vaccine is this, and the vaccine is that. They're pontificating and using big words. Like, Are you in the vaccine? Uh, well, no, I'm I'm not gonna get it because, uh, dude, you're not even making sense. Okay, all that education you got, you just told me it was a waste. <laughs> it's a fucking waste. You sat up in school, you can do all this shit, and you have one problem. We asked you to do one task: get a shot. You lost out on an acting gig. Dude went through the audition. I said, how hard auditioning is? And you got the gig, but you can't have it. You can't have it because you refused to go get vaccinated. Well, that's, uh, you know, amazingly, it's, they're, they're 
and I, I maybe I know I'm talking like socialism and communism here, uh, but the, we do live in a transactional society. Yes, we do. And so, if you want, like, say, uh, a, a burrito, uh, then you need to have money when you go to the burrito place, or if you're going to a store to acquire ingredients for the burrito you desire. You, you you can't just walk in and get a burrito or make yourself one. Uh, you need to, there has to be a transaction. And uh, so, yeah, very strange that uh, if I do not do something that is required, then I cannot have the rewards from that situation. It, you know, it seems very obvious and going back to what you were saying time and about you know well why blame the liberals because they're there you know you look at when a year ago when we were first coming out of the the covid lockdown and people were not going back to shitty jobs for shitty pay in part because they were getting unemployment from the government and it was paying more than their shitty job did, which a lot of Republicans chose to, to say, well, this, see, this is, this is what happens when people get handouts. And, uh, I think, uh, the other side of the political spectrum was saying, no, this is what happens when people realize just how shitty their job is for how incredibly shitty the pay is. So the Republicans then were blaming the quote-unquote labor shortage on lazy people and liberal programs. And now the, the new Republican mantra is that vaccine mandates are what is responsible for the, again, quote-unquote labor shortage. Meanwhile, around the country... And this is this is the segue as we move from vaccines into labor work and what the fuck is going on. I've uh, I have heard the phrase striketober tossed around a lot. And looking around this country, the the folks at Nabisco Mondelez, folks at Kellogg's, the the folks at John Deere, uh, and those are those are UAW folks. That's like old school union auto workers, like the dangerous ones, and. Potentially, as of tomorrow, uh, the the below the line Hollywood folks, and I think this is this is the the American worker saying to take a phrase that has already been coined. I am mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. But you can't turn around and jack up my gas and not put up my pay. Okay, you can't keep raising, you keep telling me, well, there's a gas shortage. And didn't you tell me, oh, well, you're, you're blocking, we can't get the, um, we can't get the, the, all the cargo in. So we got to raise your price again. Uh, the schools need, you're adding vaccines to the schools. So now we got to raise going to college again. You got to, so, so, but yet I'm at the same pay. You can't raise shit. And leave me. Well, no, okay. they, but they've been raising uh, executive salaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, that doesn't help. Right. So you, trickle down. That's got to help us somewhere along. Wait, right. no. Right. And you just can't keep adding. And then it not. And so I'm supposed to sit here. You, you want to raise my rent. 
you know, you got pissed off because the guy said, well, I'm going to raise your rent. And then so when the governor says, okay, I'm going to block you, I'm going to block this, I'm going to put in a, a stoppage to that. But the problem is what the governor did, he put a date. And the minute, so what they did, they raised it. Once he gave them, a, uh, basically gave them out, instead of raising your rent three, $400, they were only able to raise it, say, $100. But they really would have kicked you in the ass if they had an opportunity to do it even worse before it came in. You know, and, and, and they stopped it. So, I mean, so you can't keep raising everything. You people say, oh, they don't want to work. No, I don't want to work because I still can't pay my rent. You can't expect me to stay at this salary. You know, you got guys that, are, you know, that, you know, 50 grand used to be able to get you a house. You made 50,000 a year. You, could have got, you can't get a house with 50,000 a year. I got friends that are making 300,000 and they can't afford a house in the where they want to live can't afford it and they're making 300 together they make three hundred thousand dollars and it's not enough so are you suggesting that you know they i mean from from a republican perspective what i'm hearing from your argument is you have two very very bad potential solutions to this problem you can either pay people what they're worth and give them benefits or i don't know just socialism uh, you need you need to provide a, a social safety net that you know slippery slope down into communism. Right. Well, you gotta, uh, and how are you going to pay for that? What are you going to actually make corporations and the one percent pay taxes that are proportionally equivalent to what the little guy is paying? Because I'll tell come you, on on that point, we should be thankful we had that the billionaires grace us with their presence. Wait a minute, how many poor assholes who are standing up who will say, well, you know. I think it's cool that Trump didn't have to pay, you know, all he paid was $750. I said, you idiot. You are sitting here praising a mother. You're paying taxes? And you think because he, he beat the system? Well, dude, you know, he I mean. He beat the system because he's got a better tax dude than let's you. Let's not talk about the fact that I was robbed. Let's talk about how much panache the robber had. I mean, he, you know, that's what pretty skillful. And that's what, and I said that the same people were talking about 2008. When when the you know when the the the, um, the real estate debacle happened, and they said, well, you know, they should have known what they were signing. Just because you can fuck me doesn't mean you should. And I said, that's what's killing me. You guys are okay with screwing over, and that's where capitalism gets a bad ride because capitalism breeds envy, jealousy. It breeds this shit. I don't have a problem with you getting rich. I have a problem with you fucking over your fellow man. And then, then when it happens to you, you think it's okay. Or when they think about locking you up, then you say, oh, man, that's messed up. No, Mark Ridley Thomas is in jail, is going to jail for a reason. Because he, he, he fucked over people like, well, you know, we're going to put a black guy in there. Why put him in there if he's going to do the same thing that the white dude did? Okay, just because he's, I don't care if he's white or black, he's, he's set up, he's an asshole. He's been doing people dirty for a long time, and him and his son need to go to jail. There were so many vile things that uh, obviously that happened during that fake Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) one that really got me so incredibly upset was that was that tax cut. I mean, because it's it is so disgusting what has happened here. I mean, all of these people who who were all had already you know lobbied and gotten everything and now we're funneling even more money to them it is so it's disgraceful 
It is an absolute moral it's, failure. Yeah. It's and it's and it's not even this is not even like a liberal thing. You look at what's happened in this country economically for the last like six over like from how it's changed from, you know, 60 years ago. It is an outrage. Everyone should be outraged because honestly, that's the root of everything. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, basically tax cuts are to Republicans what tote bags are to public radio stations. Yeah, like that, if you the people who give a certain amount of money get the premium. Well, they even said like this guy said if Jeff Bezos can can afford to fly William Shatner into space on a tourist rocket, he can afford to pay his fair share in taxes. And even pay his employees a living wage. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter, she's 11, and she's made some comment to me about Jeff Bezos and how he represents that, you know, or whatever. She said something negative about him, right? You know, you, you hear about, you know, how wealthy he is. And I did tell her, like, listen, yeah, I agree, and it's disgusting. But let's face it, he's just one example. He's always held up as as the, the prime example, and I get it, because he's the wealthiest and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, I mean, it, it it's it's the system, I mean, it, it, they're, none of them are paying. They're, it's in, it's insa- it is insane. It is actually insane. And that the fact that they're getting, a, I mean, when I hear... They're robbing us. What, when you hear poor fuckers... But who with such you, panache. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if that's what that, you know, and it, it always goes back, Dave, we always says that, you know, uh, with Lyndon B. Johnson, he said, if you can get him to believe that he's better than that black dude, you can pick his pocket. And these fuckers have been getting their pockets picked, and they're letting everybody, the Trump pick their pocket. Everybody just constantly keep picking their pocket because they're trying to live this particular lifestyle, and it'll never be enough. You will never feel that whole we could be. I mean, that's why I, some of the smartest people are the ones who own storage places because. You, they convince you to buy all this bullshit you don't need. And you just keep loading them up, loading and loading your houses and apartments. And, you know, I, I'm mad because I got, I'm paying damn near 75 bucks a month out that if I can go over there and get rid of this crap that I don't need. Because we're constantly trying to be this person. All we want is fairness. But they have, it's, 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 it's never been fair. They're mad at the woman because they say, oh, she wants, she wants. What is this? She wants fair, da da da, and then you know. Well, you know, I mean, I I'm not saying that all women are uppity, but you know, to believe they they deserve equal yeah. rights, and you don't know I mean, about Katie, your what, body what's anyway. Up with that? We should be able to tell you about your body. We should be able to tell you oh, what you can do. We know things, yeah, about the <laughs> yeah. old vagina. Yeah, you know, we should be uh, able to about tell about how you. your body should be able to shut yeah. down a legitimate rape. Yeah. Oh, that R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, so sad. Todd Aiken, yeah. Missouri's best. And you I know say what? That I told someone that Clay Aiken died, and I didn't mean to say that. I didn't. I thought it was the first. It, I was like, oh, Clay Aiken. Yeah. It was not Clay Aiken. It was Todd yeah. Aiken. Yeah. yeah, and that's how good old. You know, that's why they're bringing up the old abortion stuff. There, you know, they're going after if it ain't the vaccine. Now we want to tell you what to do with the old body of yours. I, I think it's very. Uh, it's 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 really quite amazing to see that the. Um, the Republican Party, and it's been in rapid decline. I feel like it's been in rapid decline ever since. And I've, I've written about this, and we've talked about this. But ever since the Great Depression, people were like, no, we don't want just free market capitalism run amok because that destroyed our country. And then everyone was in breadlines, and 
we ended up bailing out those people and 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 we don't want to be on the hook for that. In fact, that was the first time you heard the Republican Party use the use as part of their platform, quote, family values, because they couldn't just run on the freedom and free market capitalism or like or no government um, regulations or oversight. People were like, fuck that. So they're like, wait, 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 wait family values and we're like oh okay but i mean it's just been so so you've seen this evolution of the republican party as they're like desperately grabbing you said death panels it's like no you're desperately grabbing because the death panels are the the are the cor- corporate health care so that's yeah. just nuts well and also so, what the republicans have pushed the system into you know and like right. going back to COVID, There's, overloading the system now the hospitals the, have to have death panels Thank you, Republicans. Right. The Republican Party doesn't have any platform that people, any any policy that people are interested in, but it has really been um, quite interesting to see where we are at now. Um, and I'm not I'm not shocked by it, but it, we're seeing in, in Texas is is kind of the prototype for it. We're seeing just full on authoritarianism. It's not it's it's not the Freedom Party. It's not the you know it's not about personal freedom. It's not about small government. It is literally just authoritarianism yeah. you see that with the uh, with abortion you're seeing that with the legislation to you know limit what kind of you know what's taught in schools and people literally you have educators talking about like sounding it's very odd like sounding like they're worried that people are going to turn them in or or that someone's watching and that they're going to be punished for it i mean it is full on I mean, and then, of course, calling the calling, you know, calling in that someone got help getting an abortion. It is full yeah. on authoritarianism. Well, and that's that's one of the things like if the Supreme Court allows this whole ridiculous, you know, narc out your neighbors for fun and profit thing with abortion and taxes, you know, if if they do that for abortion, why not? Do it for, you know, reading objectionable books, it's, you know, child abuse to, to subject children to, you know. Uh, what those of us who believe in common sense know as the the truth and and history, uh, yeah, no, it is it is a slippery slope, and I think in you know in a way, and I'm not you know not saying a slippery. I mean, we're here. No, no, oh, absolutely. But I think like they use Texas as the test case uh, because it's like these are people who are. You know, notoriously, well, not necessarily, but who believe in themselves as being, you know, fervently independent. We're Texans and you don't mess with Texans. And it's like, hey, if we can, if we can pull this shit over on them, them, break them. Yeah. You know, Uh, God, think about how much easier it'll be to break the affable folks in the Midwest. Right. And uh, yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, congenial, the polite, nearly right, Canadians exactly. of of the upper Midwest. You know, don't you know the people who talk like this there? You know, oh yeah. And you, know, you know, maybe we're a little bit weird because we elect people like you know, pro wrestlers and stuff. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're we're good people. What's what's that you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, the election was stolen. I don't know. Oh, is that a walleye? It's a free walleye. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so tell me more about the stolen election then. Oh, my God. And that's how it begins. Free walleye. (laughs) All you conservatives want are free handouts. I'm still kind of reeling over the fact that, and this is the truth, that when Trump came on the scene as a, you know, 2016 contender, Mm -hmm. everyone was shocked. Even the people who loved him were like, ooh, look at what he's getting away with saying. Like, you know what I mean? Almost like, woo. Like, it was like kind of crazy. Yeah. Even for supporters, it was all kind of crazy, right? That's not, none of it is crazy anymore. 
We've all just kind of, it's almost like that baseline. The, the bar has been significantly it's lowered. Really, really kind of scary that that's kind of like I thought the Republic, I really did think the Republican Party was going to reject him. And they did. Everyone was speaking out about him and all the, you know, and, and this is not who we are. I mean, even Republicans. And then, and then, and then he won, or, well, I mean, I'll, we can talk about that another time. But then he took the presidency. There and we then go. it became. A, a thing where it's kind of like, oh, he's a little crazy. And then it kind of became a, there were some rumblings about how he was unfit to serve, but then it became a full on thing. And now it's just, he's the Republican Party. No, and I, again, I'm not, I don't but think, he is. I don't, I don't think it's like beneath them. Like, where, how did this happen? I get how it happened. I'm still a little surprised that this is it. I, I'm I'm still a little surprised. I'll well, be honest. Well, well, and you but, know that I know politics and follow it, but I'm still surprised. I, I don't, I don't, um, I think I was was shocked that they that they would embrace the orange man the way they did. But he sold them what they wanted. I mean, he he basically sold them fear. He told them that we're that that something's been took from you, and they're the blame for it. They, and that's how you get them. So you get an audience like this. They, mm-hmm. and I don't care if they're what what race they were. If you buy into that, someone's taking. I've been here, and I've never felt like someone took something from me. I've never felt like now. Do I see? Think, but race, uh, race is the old they. I mean, it's still an existing they, but the new they is, yeah, yeah, is the I, libs, yeah, right? And all these guys are complaining, you know, when it's well, the you know the the illegal immigrants. Well, like they said, if they can't come over here, who's going to pick the berries? You're not. You know, my own brother came to California and stated that the Mexicans are taking all the jobs. I said, you have a degree in international business. Why are you worried about a dude who's Picking berries. And, what if I want to pick berries on the weekends? Right, but yeah, take your ass Just to, out there. You know, going out there. If help make ends meet. Yeah, if you want to. But these guys, I mean, the the average uh, construction worker today is 28 years old. He used to be 19. But you took that away because that's when that's when families were younger. Now your families are older. So everyone's starting a family and they're 35, 40. Women want to have a kid, at least one. And... So things aren't the way that they used to See, be. See, but but you know whose whose fault is it? Is it the these lazy guys that don't want to build houses anymore, or and and hear me out because this might sound a little crazy, is it the guy who owns the business that realized he can hire younger, maybe legal, maybe not immigrants for half of what he's paying you. He wants the illegal immigrant because he found out that I can get this done cheaper. I don't want to pay you thirty bucks an hour. No, it's just insane. And he's got and they've got all of us like down here, like pushed down, fighting for these fucking scraps where right. the people are just taking it all, hoarding it all. It is it is insanity. And they told you that it's because you don't have a good education. That's bullshit. Because they're now all of a sudden it's cool to be an electrician. It's cool to be uh, a plumber. Now well, you want to embrace like, all that. Even but, in, you know, in but, the late but, 70s, it was cool to be a construction worker, but the, uh, the, especially if you hung out with an Indian chief, a cop, an army guy, and a cowboy. But, but you were starting... Oh, and, and a Navy guy. You were starting your families younger because a guy could walk out of high school or a woman could walk out. You could, be an, you could have been a nurse at 18 years old. 
You oh, didn't yeah, have to go was, through all this stuff. Back in the just, day, it was but, economically possible to but knock up your girlfriend it. before the prom. But yeah, but he's, <laughs> they, they suppressed all of that, told you that you're better off with a degree. Now you got a guy sitting at Starbucks with a degree or a damn doctorate or whatever the hell he's got or she's got, and he's, he's, they're making minimum wage. They can't find work. But yet you, they did what you told them to do. They went and got all these degrees and they got all this stuff, and they're pissed and they're angry. And they're mad at the world. They can't buy a home. My buddy, his son, walked away from a $70,000 a year job to go find himself. He left. College all paid for. These guys are walking out of school and they're angry. The world is not what they thought it would be. But you talked about the dude who just went and got his little electrical uh, uh, license and started working and he was taking care of a family and he was traveling and doing things and doing the trips. You don't want that anymore. But you you, you say, oh, we we want this so-called, I get all these degrees and I want to give me a nanny and I want to have this. And that's not real because you can't pay for it. When when they're selling you a house in Santa Monica that only has 900 square feet, for $1.5 million. What are you doing? You can't afford it. So now you're staying and you're living in a, you know, you've got to move to, you know, a bad area. I told a girl I'm dating, she said, hey, Ty, will I ever get you to see your apartment? Why? You live in Porter Ranch. Why would you want to come to Van Nuys? <laughs> it's better on your way. You got Whole Foods right next door. Why the hell would you want to come here? You got, I got John's. Who wants to go to John's? John's. <laughs> I, you got Whole Foods. Jeff Bezos is right next door to you. Come on. And they have a bar. Uh, who, they, they, did you know they're putting bars in grocery stores now? Oh, yeah. Bars? It, it made a lot more sense. Like in Chicago, I saw they got some. bars in Chicago? Well, in, in, in grocery in, uh, Treasure Island, which is kind of the, it's like the Gelsons of Chicago. Treasure Island. Uh, really? Huh. But. Um, that was a casino. Uh, well, that too, but unassociated. Treasure chest. I think they got a treasure chest. That's yeah. Well, yeah. that oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's plenty of things, but no, I think in Chicago, bars and supermarkets made sense because public transportation is a thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people do drive to the supermarket because right. you know, got a you could bigger fall off. space to buy more and put more stuff into mm-hmm. than you can carry on the train. But happy you know, hour at the grocery store. I like that. Yeah, but here also, where it's, it's a driving thing. It's well. too cold to go anywhere over there. So you just stay, you <laughs> shop, and you drink. Same place. Yeah. Saves time. Save, Wait a minute, well, but what if you fall money, off the but... bar stool when you need to go get groceries? Uh, bandages, aisle 12. <laughs> I actually shop better drunk, so that's good for me. Really? Because, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, well, I, I do drink on occasion, but not like I used to. But uh, I... I do have to be like a certain amount of stone to to go to the supermarket and just deal with the people, but can't get too stoned because then it's like, you know, got to limit yourself to five boxes of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think you're going there to, to basically, because um, you, you get off looking at the weirdos of the, of the world. Especially, and weed makes it even better for you. Yeah, but you know, these days it's it's like it's a different breed of weirdo. They're not as entertaining as they used to be. They're yeah. they're more annoying and, than entertaining. And I don't know if if that means I've changed or if the freaks have changed. Well, I think the freaks have changed. But well, they yeah. But I, mean, I think it, I have you know maybe it, a little it, personal it, growth in there too. Not yeah. I mean not <laughs> as likely, but 
there may be a, a little room for growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they are definitely a, di- a different breed of, of, of mentally ill because, you know, the I was getting a contact off the guy on, on the bus because he had spray painted himself gold. And I was like, dude, really? Is that fresh gold paint? Yes. As a matter of fact, it is. And it's like, you can wait for it to dry? <laughs> at least before you came in and, and sat down next to me and you know and you got i mean it's just it's just so much hey free buzz man what are you free complaining buzz? about uh, i didn't never like i was never a huffer oh I my was god never, i, was, I, are I now. saw a comedian last week i wish i could remember her name oh she was so funny she was talking about riding she takes the bus everywhere and she was riding the bus and people were smoking crack in the back and she's like so there i am we're riding the crack bus this is now a crack bus <laughs> and she was talking about the riding around and she's like there was like a woman holding a baby and she was like trying to cover the baby because there was a cloud of smoke and she's like nope you can't keep that baby that that baby's now a crack baby (laughs) oh my god it is it is a a wonderful world in which we live (laughs) yeah and it's all liberal as they say well yeah well and like kind of going back katie you were you were talking earlier about you know how the republicans don't have any policy that they really stand for, right. but they they do have the the twin agenda of of a you know getting power, and b the one that you know it's maybe a little more the PR side, but what they sell to their masses is owning the libs, right? And and this is the thing you know, and I mean we certainly aren't the first people to point this out, but we are we're at a point in time and history where only one party in the two-party system is actually trying to do something. Right. You know, the Democrats are the goldfish and, you know, the Republicans are the cat in the hat if the cat in the hat was also killing everybody. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah, know? So, yeah, I mean... You can, Except for the unborn. Right. Kill everybody who who's already been born. Right. I mean, honestly, the whole thing is kind of, like, hilarious, except that it's not... It'd be a lot funnier if it was happening to someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just uh, so I, I I recall the name the name of the woman. Her name oh. is Chelsea Grow. So anyway, who told that fabulous joke? Mm. Right on, mm-hmm. Chelsea Grow. Look her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. <laughs> Doesn't like it. Well, let's go out on a sort of a happy note, I guess. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the January sixth commission and. The power of subpoena, which, you know, is only as powerful as you make it by using it. And I, I've been reading a lot of uh, cop detective novels recently. And even, you know, the good guys, as portrayed in the books, being, uh, if not the cops, the, you know, the one cop, talking about the system. And one of the recurring things, and I think this comes up a lot with real life is where the cops will bust someone on a Friday to make them sit in jail over the weekend because the courts aren't open. And so knowing that the, uh, the house is moving towards issuing, uh, you know, or charging Steve Bannon with, with yeah, yeah. contempt of Congress, really upset that they didn't throw him in jail like yeah well you know he's contemptible throw him in jail over the weekend we'll sort it out when are we back in tuesday great yeah let him stew until then well i mean i i totally understand the um 
the people are extremely impatient and and the, the whole idea the anger about like so republicans get to do whatever they want and democrats are just playing by the rules or whatever and it's almost like hey how are you going to go by a playbook that they've fucking thrown in the trash and burned so uh i get that mindset but at the same time if if democrats are fucked over every time they do something by the book just imagine how much more ammunition it'll give Republicans if they do something, you know, w- without being completely to the letter. Do well, you know they, what I mean? Uh, I, well, they did bust a dude who was who uh, who sent the you know the word out to the, some of the insurrection guys. I thought that was great. He was like, oh he the was, the cop, yeah, the, the cop, yeah. yeah the what DC. a jackass! You 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 know you to do twenty five years in a police department, and this is how you're going to go out. You could end up doing twenty years because you decided and you put out. I believe in what you guys are doing. See, now here's here's the thing that I think is interesting. And going back to when I was talking about, you know, the Chicago cops right. saying, you know, they're not going to obey the vaccine mandate, is I really wonder where the police union is going to fall on this guy because, you know, being the police union and his actions being reprehensible, that would seem like a very clear case that the union's going to back him. <coughs> And I say this as being, you know, a well, union member myself uh, and supportive of most unions. Police union is, it's a whole other beast. That's like the crime family letting all the petty criminals do their thing because they're getting their piece. So on that side, like what this guy did is reprehensible. So you would think the police union is going to back him, but what he did was basically you know supporting the guys who are responsible for attacking the police so this is a very schrodinger's cat thing for for the uh, police union on this i would think and yeah. that gives I mean, I, me a little bit of a thrill i i look at that and and you know working in probation i you know when the girl came up to me about you know well ship you know we're, we're not going to do this vaccine mandate blah 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 and then you know what do you think on such and such i i said to them i said um, I've already been vaccinated, you know, uh, and I would be in that situation if I was a cop, and and I'd want I'd string his ass up. I think they should that should they should throw the book at him. Say, like, dude, you brought your personal crap, and then you went online and you promoted something that would bring down our country. You promoted this because you feel that someone's taking something from you. There again, my freedom. You want to control the woman, okay? And you want me to sit back and allow you to just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, I don't even, and we didn't bring it up, Dave, but you look at John Gruden. John Gruden got in trouble for for the shit of his emails that he put out. He went on his homophobic rant. And hey, dude, I'm paying you $100 million. You can't do this. We can't allow you, and we're on the, and democracy is so uh, um, fragile, and we have to stop these people. I mean, we can't go back. See, but I, you know, because I am not a politician, mm-hmm. I am a, a cynical comedian with How a- How cynical are you? I'm so cynical <laughs> that, uh, you know, I, while I support the whole idea of police reform mm-hmm. and- you know, making, holding the police accountable. Uh, 
much as I've I've been saying I don't support the the human rights abuses that happened at Guantanamo Bay, but as long as it's still open, there's yeah. a lot of people from the last administration, and so how cynical am I? Well, I do support police reform and police accountability. I would just maybe turn the other cheek if they sent the Baltimore police to pick Steve Bannon up and uh, he, you know, they sent the Freddie Gray van, you know, bang him up a little bit. Hey, if uh, he's not secured in the back of the van and you decide to do a lot of, Hey, you want to see what this van can do? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily object. Yeah. I, you, you loved know. that Brad Parscale footage. You watched <laughs> that on a loop, didn't you? The, the footage I did keep watching was uh, Richard Spencer getting sucker punched. Mm. That was just damn entertaining. Yeah. Never really got into the whole America's Funniest Nutshots, you know, or whatever the show on ABC was. But uh, much like an idiocracy, you know, when there is real-life slapstick entertainment where I know whose ass it is and I know why it's farting, that means something. So, like, to see random violence happening to people, eh, whatever. But to see someone who totally deserves it getting smacked down, yeah, I I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's how I know I'm human. I, I think that the you know they <laughs> it's what, always the what, worst what parts they've of done. Hawaii. You know what they've gotten away with. Uh, all these guys, I mean they they should they definitely should you know be thrown in jail every last one of them i mean the, uh, well, the insurrection yeah and, and i think I, you know uh, but a bad, not, bad, let's not just throw them in jail you know let's give them the sandra bland cell but then but the impeachment i mean when they, when trump said said well you can't you know you you know uh, what uh executive privilege like dude you're gone all right you're, you're all your executive privilege shit is over with you're not getting anything and you're going to try to put bannon under that yeah, I mean, I you, just hope you Garland have, you may does have kept it. the hat, but you you don't work at Arby's anymore. So I, I, I get thought, out, get out from I just behind really hope, the counter. I just hope Garland really gets him. I mean, because Biden told him, "I'm not going to block this shit. You're not going to get that from me. I'm going to go ahead and and put that out. Yeah, and let you do it." Well, unfortunately, that whole idea of that 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 I had heard of the fire hose, it's just so much corruption, so much illegal activity that you can't possibly address it all. It seems to have happened. I mean, we're talking about someone who, uh, like Trump, okay, you're talking about someone who literally called the the president and you know of Ukraine and and threatened saying you have to do this or we're going to let your country just get fucked. Like that 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 nothing, I mean, he got impeached, yes, but I mean there was really it just didn't seem what that's not even a thing his 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 um what do you call it his his manager his campaign manager literally gave all of their internal polling data to the russian government yeah i mean what the fuck i don't even I, honestly and now I think, it's like okay now the insurrection i mean he 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 basically he got these people riled up and got them to storm the capital to try to overthrow the government it's almost like okay i understand that that's happening now and that is it Maybe that's the worst. I don't. But I mean, we're talking about these other things. He called the guy Raffsenberger in uh, Georgia, telling him, "You got to find votes for me because you've got what? Yeah, this is okay. Like this, nothing happened with us. Right. I, I seriously don't understand. Yeah. No. I mean, the the man has allegedly uh, committed and been behind crimes at a pace that is outpacing justice. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, and it's, yeah, that's why this is a job for Batman. We need vigilante I mean, what the hell justice. happened to Kushner setting up that back channel? What about that? What about the meeting with the, the Russian government officials in the <laughs> Trump Tower? I don't even, like, what the hell? And they even showed that the daughter, <laughs> what Kushner and, and Trump's daughter did to the White House. I mean, that book, I haven't, I haven't gotten it, Book Peril, uh-huh. talks about what they did. Well, what I mean, you know, what they did uh, to the White House in terms of policy and and abuse was, I think the the best visualization of that would be what Melania did to the White House during Christmas. Um, there was that uh, Tim Burton seeming like creepy Christmas. Uh, was that their first year? Or? I don't know. It's you know the the, the blood red the, and yeah. There was that that recording of her saying, "I don't give a fuck about Christmas," and it showed. So uh, <laughs> it's it's nice it's nice to know that those of us who have been valiantly fighting the war on Christmas for all these years had someone on the inside at the top, uh, but still couldn't bring P- PS, Christmas PS, down. It is so incredibly crazy that this is the party that says very proudly and very and 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 they're you know they're saying we we need to be able to say merry christmas it's like your first lady just said fuck christmas and then it's like well she that's locker room talk she doesn't speak for the rest of us uh, i mean it's it's she's a foreigner it's just a it's, uh, it's a language barrier desantis put out some sort of statement or something that says in you know in florida we respect our police i'm like you're beating police to death with a flagpole like i don't understand it I mean, yeah. I guess I understand it. You you make a very declarative statement, and then just let people go well, at you, it. I don't. You do I, the opposite, and then when people point out that you did the opposite, you just change the topic to yeah. But what I said, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think at this point, with the deterioration of the Republican Party uh, bending the knee to Trump. I think it's a foregone conclusion that he is going to run again in 2024. And, you know, I think at that point he may as well just use the, the slogan Trump 24, nice country be a shame if anything happened to it. Um, But did you see what the, the people came out? We, because he's still saying that it was stolen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's still using it. He did. What was that? He was at a rally. They had a rally. Yeah. And they just, just, it's like, Really? I mean, they, it's like they're not even at home. The woman was sitting there saying, and we know what happened during the, you know, during the election of how they took it from him. He really won. I was like. Time and he is literally a mentally ill person who, for whatever reason, uh, cannot accept being told that you didn't succeed at something. Or whatever, like literally, that's all it. Like that's kind of all it is. You know what I think? And then the, all the of these people is... are just going along with it. It's crazy. It's, you know, the whole argument about giving uh, kids participation trophies. I'm starting to think that the issue that conservatives have with that is that it's giving all the kids trophies that don't necessarily deserve a trophy instead of just giving the rich kids who don't deserve trophies trophies. Mm -hmm. You know what it is? You know what that is? Mm. Socialism. (laughs) Well, well, that's the... uh, when they sent the parents to the uh, the college and they, they were getting their kids in and they were getting, uh, you know, daughter got a well, scholarship that, for that, polo. Dude, they, you know, not paying all those taxes should buy you a certain amount of privilege that, you know, all the plebeians who do pay taxes, 
they're not entitled to because they don't know how to game the system. So there you go. On that happy note, <laughs> I think let's uh, <laughs> let's call it a week. But uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. It has been a pleasure. Katie Massa Kennedy, so great to have you back. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, gosh, I don't really have anything to promote, to be honest with you. Just uh, I'm on Twitter at Katie Massa, K-A-T-I-E-M-A-S-S-A. Right on. Well, follow you there. And, you know, we do have midterms coming up in 2022. So great time to buy your child a copy of uh, Little Libby and the Right to Vote. Oh, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So check Available that out. Available on Amazon, the wonderful platform, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we deal with the devil because that's how business gets done. Well, thank you for being here and dealing with this devil. Mr. Time and Chip, always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, uh, you can get Time and Ship at Weebly.com, Time and Ship at um, Instagram, time in at Twitter, time in at Facebook, and you can get my book, uh, My East St. Louis, on uh, Amazon.com, as well as my CD, Universal Brother, which is on CD Baby. Right on. And we do have the midterms coming up in 2022, so pick up Universal. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great stuff. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we are coming up on the gift-giving season, and a lot of people freaking out about problems in the supply chain, man. So they're between uh, the the rest of the panel today. We got uh, two books and a CD that you can you can pick up and give to the ones you love. Mm-hmm. Come come the holidays. Me, I'm Doctor David Robinson. Not really much to promote, but if you happen to watch SWAT next Friday, you can catch not only me. But uh, Natisha Anderson. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So even if you don't watch SWAT, there's two reasons to check out next Friday's episode. Uh, And in the meantime, you can catch me online on the socials. I am rarely on Instagram, but when I am, I am the Dr. Robinson. On the Facebook, I am Dr.David.Robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at standupfalldown. And you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we as a show are on the socials, on the Facebook. It is all spelled out. Let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, it is at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not, if you get the time and inclination. If you didn't like what you heard, sorry to hear that, but glad you stuck around. Not sure why you did, but make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back in one form or another next week. Until then, goodbye. goodbye.